Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, that our statistics shows that by 2025, a Christian woman would more likely be killed by her marriage and the complications thereof than any other natural. issue is that doctrine has now even gone into families to prevent families from even interfering in the abuse of their you are you give birth to a child and you give the child out to someone in marriage and you are there seeing your child being beaten with all your other children you people stand on this side you stand on this side and you see her being bruised and battered, being hospitalized, her clothes being torn, you see scars on her face, and you can't do anything. You say, well, you know, she's married. We can't interfere. Doctrine. Turning fathers and preventing them from even coming to the age of their own children. Then with the culture that they would say, ah, you know, Every family has their own. Every family, they are going through their own. So you just have to go and be submissive. Is what all the churches agree on. You must be submissive. Have you wondered why? It's because the men are the heads of the churches. A lot of people you are going to report to are also abusing their own wives. Yes. Pastors, deacons, elders. Your family, your family uh, elders as well. The reason why they all agree is because they are all abusing their own wives. Quote me anywhere. I work with the gender unit in Pansy State CID, yeah, the Criminal Investigations Department. I work with the domestic, <coughs> domestic violence and abuse, uh, gender. Uh, human trafficking, uh, human trafficking, and gender unit in um, state CID. The first 18 cases we had this year, 18. The first 18 cases, all of them were married to pastors. There are four pastors that are on the run now. They they run. They've left. Their one is Elijah. One pastor. They've caught the pastor Elijah. They caught him two weeks ago. Do you understand what I'm saying? The first 18 we had this year were all pastors. And those are the pastors that will sit down and then you will come and tell your own problem too, that your husband is beating you or your wife is beating you. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I would, blessed for blessing, kindly the, the, the remove religion from your mind. Did Jesus bring a religion to you? Jesus brought one simple principle to you, obedience. He did not bring a religion. 
Jesus did not bring a religion. A religion is a belief. Religion is man-made. Christ brought an example for us to follow. From the Garden of Eden, the only thing God had brought to man is to obey, obedience. So please, remove religion. I am not... Religion is the problem. Islam, this, that, Hinduism, Judaism. When you check out the prophets in the Bible too, none of them was he said that they practiced Judaism, did they, what he said that they practiced Christianity. The word Christianity means behavior like that of Christ. They were, it, it was a, a name, it was a nickname. Christianity is a nickname, do you know? It was first given in Antioch. He said these ones were behaving like Christ. It's a nickname. If I'm bouncing and I'm behaving like MC Hammer, and they start calling me Hammer. And then you say, Hammer is my religion. No. Christianity is not my religion. I don't have a religion. I am a follower of Christ. Following God, that is what I do. It's not my religion. That is me. That is what I was created for. Go and read the meaning of religion. It's the, and that is the problem. We need to remove our minds from religion because religion tends towards doctrine. What you are taught. What you are taught, which is not the word of the word of God is different from doctrine. I'm just I'm responding to blessed for blessing. Remove your let me tell you the moment you remove religion from your eyes, you will see clearly. The moment you remove tradition, the two things that are killing men in the world today is religion and tradition, culture. By the time you remove both of them, you will see clearly. Your eyes, your brain will be razor sharp. You will see clearly. Religion, doctrine, what does it do? It isolates us from family and friends. It isolates us from reason. There are parts of your brain that tradition and religion will shut down. Do you understand? Do you, do you realize that the moment you say twins, remember in Akwaibom and Kalaba, they used to kill twins. They said twins were a product of witchcraft and sorcery. They were an abomination. And they would kill them. They did not even understand that it was just pure science. It was just the biology an embryo splitting. So that, this is an abomination, had shut their brain from investigating further into the origin of twins. The moment you accept a doctrine, you accept a tradition, it shuts your brain. You can no longer, once that is it, it just shuts your brain. You are not able to, you are not able to see, you are not able to, it just shuts down your brain. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that doctrines, no matter who they come from, and you see, God is not a respecter of persons. 
God said, follow, Jesus said, follow me. Not follow your pastor. Not follow your mother. Not follow your dad. Not follow the tradition of your... Follow Christ. Follow him. But then we have people who will be defending, who will turn to... And that is what doctrine does, ladies and gentlemen. It makes you loyal to the leader of the church and not loyal to the word of God. Doctrine makes you loyal to, you know, doctrines. Simply the interpretation given by the leader of the organization. So you find yourself, when you accept doctrine, being loyal to the head of that organization or political party or church. But you're not loyal to the word of God. That is why the word of God will tell you in Proverbs uh, 21, 19, that it is better to dwell in the wilderness than in a house with a nagging and contentious wife. But you say, no. God hates divorce. You will counter it. You know, the word of God can counter, you can use it to counter anything. I saw a cultist that time. They were going for a hit. You know, in schools, you, you will know, because if you had friends that were cultists, they would just come to you that, ah, oh boy, come out school, though as in school, go hot. So all of us, we just carry our back. And I told him, I said, guy, all this, and he told me, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. They even quoted the scripture to go and kill people. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That was the scripture a cultist quoted to me. You can see that you can even use the Bible for, for evil. They will just take a verse and expound it and it will become something amazing. You won't even believe. But that is their doctrine. We are losing more and more people to domestic violence and abuse. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you are in an abusive marriage, the moment that hand goes up one time, the first time that hand goes up, should be the last time that hand goes up. Stop giving birth. I've told you. It is not a time for reproduction. It's a time for relocation. The moment abuse starts, pack your bags and leave. In the month of March, we buried 19. 19 women. 19 women who thought their husbands could change. Who were thinking, what would the people say? Who were thinking, oh, these children, I don't want them to grow up without a father. Guess what? They are now growing up without a mother. Who lost at the end of the day? Osinachi stayed because of the church and what people will say. Ladies and gentlemen, where is the church today? Her own pastor denied her, saying he did not know. Her pastor said he did not know, which is a big lie because we have a younger sister who, in, as far back as 2017, was in the choir of the Dunamis Church. She would tell me that during choir practice, Osinachi's husband would call and she would have to run out of choir practice. 
everybody knew. At times, the husband will come to the choir. Do you know when she wants to sing a song that at times the husband will say she shouldn't sing that song? The choir knew, yet the general overseer did not know. But one thing everybody also did not realize is that Osinachi separated for one year and three months. It was a pastor, Tony from Dunamis, that came to beg and to take her personally back to the husband. Saying what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Now, when she died, the same pastor denied knowledge of anything. Denied knowledge of anything he didn't know. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody loves you like you love yourself. At the end of the day, life will go on. Isn't this it, Osinachi? Your death has given another artist an opportunity to fill your space. Another person will be choir leader. Another person will sing. Who has a melodious? But the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. If you do not use it, like the parable of the five talents, God will collect it and give it to somebody else. You would see Osinachi, the son. Yeah, oh, the, the minister of women affairs were, was there. All of them sat down and they were interviewing the children. Do you know that uh, the son said Osinachi was given two cars. The husband would take it, they would drive, and the husband would tell Osinachi to go and ride the bike. That they would drive past in church like this in the car, they would be waving, that the children would be waving to her, she would be at the bus stop, trying to get a cab or a bike. And the husband is driving her own car past. And you think that is... At the end of the day, who suffered? When you see Osinachi, with the money she makes, she doesn't earn any. The husband collects. I know that well because I had a, a neighbor here who is a senior lawyer. She was my senior. Excuse me, please. She was my senior at the bar. Her house is directly in front of my house. When they pay her salary, it's paid into the husband's account. This woman, all their children were born abroad. Very silver spoon. But the husband, jobless, the husband's mother owns a beer parlor in uh, just down Sabo there in Yaba. That's where the man will go and sit down in his mother's beer parlor after collecting the salary of his wife. So we have been seeing this. But you tell them, listen, there is a law against this. She is a lawyer, she knew. But no, the Bible says you should submit. The Bible did not say you should not live, as in you should not have a life, you should not have a livelihood. The Bible, in fact, tells you that he that does not work should not eat, and that he who is able, unable to provide for his household is worse than a, an infidel. But they will tell you to submit. Ladies and gentlemen, one thing that doctrine does to me, I, I don't even know what to title this message, but I will tell you it is doctrine. 
one thing doctrine does that kills almost all Christian marriages that I have entered. You know, I always ask this question. How long did you date him before you married him? How long did you date her before you married her? A lady called me today. She's Igbo. She's no longer interested. They have returned the bride price. The man refused to collect the bride price, saying that, you know, it is when he says it is over that it is over. I said, you people are joking. How long did you date him before you married him? With all the things she said, I said, ah, how long did you date him? Because during dating, you would have seen her. She said, it's like, um, you know, I come from a kinikon something church where, you know, their doctrine is so, 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 and so, 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 and so. They just introduced them. I, I had to ask if she was educated. Did you go to school? She said, yes. So you want to spend the rest of your life. And then you have no say in the choice of who you are going to spend the rest of your life with. Said, uh, you know, the pastor is, is, you know, he would arrange. You, I'm, I'm like, are you serious? You didn't date. They just told you this is he. And that is another man too yesterday. Said the wife did this, did that. Just taking, he got back home. The woman had taken the children, taking the, that it was hell that he had. There was a time he would come back from work. He would not sleep in the house. He would sleep in the car and park the car outside the house, not inside the compound, outside the house. That it was safer for him to sleep in his car than inside the house. I said, wow. So how long did you date her? He said, well, he dated um, the lady before her for about two years and then she cheated with somebody else and he just said, uh, so what is the advantage of dating somebody when after dating the person will cheat? So he just, they introduced him to one girl and they, Christians always doing that, not dating right. They will tell you, have you prayed about it? Did God tell you? And then you marry because of what I call prophecy. You go from mountain to mountain, just wanting to hear the voice of God. God, did you tell me to marry? Is that my husband? Is that my husband? Say yes. I felt peace when I was praying. He is my husband. Listen, there is no place from Genesis to Revelations that God said, this is your husband or this is your wife. Go and look at it in the Bible. God never has never said anything about that. So stop this marriage by prophecy. Let us begin to know who we are. I'm about to marry you. Let me know who you are. You have to find out is the person hot-tempered. You date. You go out. Not that, um, you know, both of you can't sit together. Uh, because if you go and visit him, you people might sin. It's not only in your house that you can sin. Okay, you don't want us to meet to buy a chair. We can meet in a hotel as well to sin. They, 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 they just become the monitoring... You know, they, they tell you how to do, who to do, where to go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not scriptural. The Bible does not tell you how to date. The Bible does not tell you how long to date. The Bible does not tell you how old you should be to date. The Bible does not even give you the time or the season to date. 
Why? Because it left all that to your culture. To your culture. The Jews, what was their culture? The moment you see somebody you want to marry, sorry, you are interested in. The person you are interested in, you will call your family. And you say, I saw one gentle, rosy girl down from that. Does anybody know who she is? They'll say, ah, that is Rosie from the family of Rosademos. And then the family will go and meet the family of Rosademos that, ah, you saw one lovely girl, oh, and you found out that is you. And they will call the, is, it this, is this the person? They'll say, yes, that's the, say, okay, no problem. And then they would allow both of you date. There they did exclusive dating where the families know that, okay, our children are dating each other. Then you will come back after three months or come back after six months. And they will ask you, are you satisfied with what you have seen so far? Then it will be up to you to say, uh, well, yes or no. And that was what happened when Joseph and Mary, when they were, it's a process called betrothal. That is, both of them are exclusive. Everybody knows they are dating. After they agreed on months, when Joseph came, he just met her with pregnancy. And, you know, was like, what? And he wanted to put her away. But the angel appeared to him and said, this is not the work of man, but the work of God. You understand what I'm saying? They date. They date. They will ask you, what you have seen so far, do you like it? But no, here we don't. They just tell you courtship, go straight, you know, just pray about it. You don't pray about character. You watch character. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So you need to find out who he is. Is he hot-tempered? Is he jealous? Is he selfish? Is he kind? Is he gentle? Is he brilliant? Does he speak English properly? That is how some people would even marry. There's a lady I told you. They used to call her husband an engineer. He introduced himself as an engineer. It was after five years of marriage, he found out that he didn't even complete secondary school. Why? Because you didn't bother to, to get to know him.